This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, a misfire puts Barrett in the crosshairs. I felt really good knowing that my family loved me, unlike yours. Leaving four bears vulnerable to attack. By stepping back, you have left poor forebears yes to face this the, was my intention the full onslaught so the heroes must call upon celestial assistance to the southeast of this creature there is going to appear another old friend to turn the tables. wow he's really boxed in yeah yeah but troy turns the tables right back the dulahan starts moving over people's spaces the adventure continues oh wow God. A couple of things are going to happen. No. Hello, one and all. Matthew here, and this is the Glass Cannon Podcast. Such a blast to see everyone who came out to PAX Unplugged in Philly. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to Glass Cannon Live if you came to Glass Cannon Live. And speaking of Glass Cannon Live, see how I just keep saying the name over and over? That's marketing, Joe tells me. If you're looking to come out to one of our live shows as we tour these shenanigans, our Chicago show is now sold out, which is wild and very humbling. So thank you. Meet and greet tickets are sold out for every show, but there are still general mission tickets available for Dallas, Portland, Brooklyn, and Seattle. So if you're planning on coming, do not wait. Get your tickets ASAP. All right, that's enough out of me. Let's get to the episode. Please enjoy episode 185, Deadhead Redemption. I knew. I knew if I just waited long enough, Mr. 12 Attacks would roll a natural one one of these days. I've done it before. It's the first time. I don't remember it ever happening on this show. <laughs> uh, in boy. 185 or four episodes, however long it's been. Well, that's because you're dumb. It's, well, <laughs> that has nothing to do with it, Grant. Okay. I just don't remember it. Okay. And I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it happened on your first attack. Uh-huh. Um, and that you remember I that I remember <laughs> and uh, I want to know how you felt about it this week as you sat in bed staring at the ceiling um, having failed for once in your life I felt really good knowing that my family loved me unlike yours so that was oh, that man. was great oh, to start no, get so mad start this episode off on. Yeah, this no I felt, I did feel some degree of consolation it's like terrible consolation it's like getting second place in double dare and winning a boom box instead of a trip to Cozumel but <laughs> I uh, that boom box would have lasted for at least a year yeah those D batteries would have cost you more than the boom box ever did <laughs> Uh, but, um, you know, I at least get half the uh, damage on Up Close and Deadly with a miss. All right. Well, I'm glad you're looking. That's that's called looking at the bright side. Uh-huh. Um, well, we know that it's a misfire. Let's just jump right in here. No banter. No banter. There is no too banter. much. I object. Joe, get start to- the music. Start the music, Joe, right say now. Some, say something about Reddit to Joe. We're going to banter. What can you say that hasn't already been said? Uh, we're, the banter is going to come out. When one of you dies and we have to mourn it. All right. Uh, let's see if it was a fumble. Please roll to confirm the fumble. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. A three on the die. That's a 15 <laughs> against touch AC. Is that with no. the shaken condition? All the minuses you have. 
I, t- I put on all of my uh, the shakens on my sheet. Oh, really? Shaken is he's using hero that, and then plus two yep. to its touch AC. Yeah, plus two to its touch AC. That is a confirmed fumble. Oh, oh boy! Oh man! Wow! We got a fan, Fumboni. Touch we got a fan. Fan fumble. Fan fumble. Fumble. <laughs> you got to cut off a bit. <laughs> All right. What do we got, Joe? Uh, we got Kevin from Cincinnati. Hi, Kevin. Oh, my God. I That I, show was unfairly maligned. It really no, no, no. was. I enjoyed that. I was playing... John Des- from Cincinnati. I was playing oh. Destiny with Ke- Kevin Robbins from Cincinnati just the other night, and he told me... Oh, K-Rob. K-Rob. I know He that guy. told me... Uh, I can't wait for you to read my fumble on the show. Get out of here. And uh, I think it's probably going to be called We Have a Problem. (laughs) What? Is it called yes. We Have a Problem? Yes. Yeah, he told me about this fumble. Get out of it's here. It's just yeah. the other night. It's called in our Houston, Destiny We've game. Got a, a, pr- a Problem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I call shenanigans. I hope Thanks a lot, K-Rob. Yeah, that is a little shenanigan. Read another one. <laughs> uh, he says, Stop, you, you know, actually, it's not that surprising that, like, a newer one randomly comes up because we have fewer... This is a hint to anybody out there at the $10 tier. We have fewer ranged fumbles than anything else. Crit, huh. m- crit magic, crit melee, crit ranged, fumble magic, fumble melee. Fumble ranged is, I mean, th- there's so few of them compared to everything else. So. people want Baron to live forever. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, this one is Houston, you've got a problem. Drop his weapon. You shoot your weapon straight into the air, and the projectile will land in your square oh. in 1d4 rounds, <laughs> doing the amount of damage the weapon shot would do, wow. and any bonuses you may have. Oh my god. So if you roll a 1, like you, I guess you take that hit, because you already moved. All right, come Does on. the gun, um, whatchamacallit, does the gun go anywhere, or no? No. No, it's just the round yeah, the that basically round goes up. Yeah, I mean, it's a short ceiling. Oh, but say, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because we could say that it hits the ceiling, and it like cracks it, and <laughs> two rounds later, well, stone later, like, falls down. Right, right exactly. well, if it's a one, it's going to hit you right now. Well, no, a, a round later. But it wouldn't make a difference. It would hit you anyway around later, but... All right. Yeah. Unless somebody forcibly Just don't roll you. one, and you're going to be fine. Unless four. four. Okay. Maybe it's gonna mark be fine. that spot. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Thanks K-Rob. How many more shots do you have there, Grant Fire? Well, first off, are you ready for half of this graze damage on sure. this up close and deadly? Ooh. Give me a little graze. Oh, seven points for three points Ooh. of graze. Yeah. Ooh, take that. Grazing. I got two more. Brian Grazier. I got two, two more <laughs> shots left, which could take me out of the combat. It'll fall and hit me no matter where I move, right? No, it's not going to fall there for four rounds. Yeah, but I'm just saying. No, in that it square. It hits that square. Only that in that square. square, yeah. Oh, okay, then I'll So move. the one was the only thing. I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. to shoot two more times. Okay, so your gun is misfired, yes? Yeah, it could explode. Okay. All right, just want to make sure we're all on the same page Come here. On, we're man. all playing the same game. <gasps> not a misfire. Oh, my God. That's 17 against touch. 17 oh. against touch is a hit. There we go. It was a hit? All you, you right. You rolled a five last time, though, and you said it was a I 15. rolled a three, and it was a Oh, 15. excuse me. Okay, good. You moron. No, I knew he was going to say <laughs> he something. He really gets at you. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, this is uh, 25 points of damage. Ooh. Okay. My next attack... <laughs> It's going to be. Oh, oh yeah. That'll hit. Yes. That'll hit. Uh, we're talking about. <laughs> oh. uh, 
23 points of damage. Okay, okay. Not um, not bad. That's my turn. Okay. Three grit points down. <sighs> well, it's really going to separate the men from the boys here. <laughs> By stepping back, you have left poor forebears. Yes. To face the, this was my intention. the full onslaught of this creature. Now, forebears is very competent. He's competent in his AC. He's competent in his spellcasting prowess. There's also a fucking dinosaur standing right next to him. Yeah. Sure. You can't see him. For those at home, I'm just... <laughs> I am just uh, He's a dark <laughs> The head's pointed towards Forbears. If, if you look at the image, the head's like, turn me around! He's got, he's got Troy Lavelli syndrome where he can't see it. He has a giant blind spot for dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. And any summoned creature in general. Uh, dinosaurs are ridiculous. Uh, all right. Uh, this is this is one of those, those real... It was real tough calls here because there's, I can just put everything into one awful thing, or just attack you three times, and which I, I kind of like doing that because I got a higher chance of rolling a vital strike. For us, doesn't this thing get to go before the creature? All right, you can go. Yeah. 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 Shit! But now he forgot your standard action and your move action. <laughs> <laughs> You're just disappearing from my purview. <laughs> okay, first thing, uh, first things first. To, uh, well, I got to roll on the di- roll die here to see how many creatures are going to appear from my summon nature's ally. Yeah. Six. Now, was there anything you needed to do about concentration? You were talking to me about concentration. Was that something else? You hit me with the with the aura. I said, would I have to roll concentration? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. You said no. We're no, no. being shaken. Yeah. Um. So two creatures. I get two level five creatures with Summon Nature's Ally six. Okay. So uh, a woolly white, a woolly white, a woolly white mouthful with a woolly rhinoceros, and a manticore are going to appear. Ah! No, 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 no. I think it's duplicates of the same creature. Does it have to be the same creature? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 All right. Then two woolly rhinoceros. Yeah, you could do worse. All right. Here are two cows. Come on! <laughs> don't have a, a total rhino. lack of you effort at finding a, something cool. What size masculate Matthew at every turn? They're huge, right? They are uh, indeed. They're, they are, the rhinoceros are large, large, large. Okay, where do they appear? Um, that one's going to appear uh, on the other side of the firewall. Okay, like up there. Which Behind, side like, was the hot side? It doesn't matter because they're going to appear far enough away from it. And I'm can you see through that wall to make it summon there? Uh, yes, or like, you're up high, I'm up right? In the air. Right. Ah, he's up there, and. And the other one is going to appear right in front of Pembroke. Oh, Ooh, okay. Kind of protecting Ooh. Pems. Um, are we talking about a Moo Cow smash up? <laughs> that is, is, a so cow is that a thing? That's a thing. That's, so, a, that's a Texas thing. You can control those cows now. Rhinos. So, Rhinos. Uh, Faraz is going to act first. She's going to. Uh, she's going to dispel. I summon two <laughs> milk cows. They are level five. <laughs> I have Betsy a moo and cow, a moo cow, a moo cow named Caroline. Um, was I was going to put this mother cow in her calf because that image came up as like one. Oh my god! Did you even uh, search for rhinoceros? <laughs> I did. It didn't come up. Um, <laughs> they immediately protest on behalf of Chick Fil A. <laughs> so Faraza is going to, dis- to dispel the wall. Ah, okay. See a wall, and then ah, sh- very good. And you deleted Faraza. See you. Perfect. Here as well. Um, I know what I did. Faraza will fly <laughs> to the other end of the room, okay. and then the woolly rhinoceri are going to charge. Okay, a double 
chart. Ooh, moo moo milk town. Yeah. So first one, <laughs> the first one first. It will not get the flanking <laughs> bonus, obviously. Well, right. I, I mean, just to be clear, are we okay with this? Like, you mixed the two turns, did you not? No, because the end of my action. So they're going to go after your turn. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. I said because they've done nothing. They haven't moved. They just appeared. Gotcha. They, they haven't appeared moved. with my action finished. <laughs> 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 Bottle cap. <laughs> okay. Uh, first creature. The first. The northernmost uh, moo cow yep. is going to do a powerful charge. Okay. Crack die. Uh, and that's surely going to miss a uh, 19 to hit. Get out of here with that poop. All right. <laughs> that was a natural oh, five. And it provokes if you'd like to take your AOO. That's nah, okay. Damn it. Hit uh, the cow. Thanks for asking. Uh, and then the second cow will go. Is, will, will charge from the south. Hit Did you want to take an AOO? No. No. You know what? I'm not going to take it this time. Either. Just check it. Take the cannoli. Uh, this <laughs> is going to be a 30 to hit with flanking. 30 with flanking. Is going to hit. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Whoa, yeah. Oh, my God. Rolling rocks. Some great numbers. 41 points of damage. Whoa. Whoa. With a powerful charge. Whoa. That was powerful. Wooly bully. It gores you. That truly was. A wooly bully. Powerful. A wooly bully. <laughs> watch it. Now watch it. All right. Um, and that is all I can do? Well, that was a good turn. That's what it was. was Damn good turn. Let me ask you this. Four Bears is no longer alone with a dinosaur. He's alone with two cows in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me ask you this. Pembroke, your mirror images, do they all occupy the same space as you? Yeah. Good. Just have a couple questions for the group. That was my first. No, asking for a friend. Yeah, yeah. It's actually for another uh, game I'm running with a character named, named Pembroke. Uh, Dear crazy Ann, coincidence. Dear Ann Landers. Uh, all right. Well, here's what uh, here's what the Dulahan is thinking about doing. Um, just want to make sure my measurements are just right. Oh yeah. Oh, I got plenty of room. The Dulahan starts moving over people's spaces, trampling the rhinoceros, forebears, and baron. Oh, my goodness. While doing so. Now, this is how it works. It just moves over your space, and you can do one of two things. You can take an attack of opportunity, or... You can attempt a reflex save to half the damage. Troy, I have to argue, though, mm-hmm. that as a huge creature, yes, he can't move in between the pillars on the way to Baron. He would be squeezing, which treats that movement as difficult terrain uh-huh. and would lower his AC as well, uh-huh. um, which won't affect you because you can't take an attack of opportunity. So he can finish his move while squeezing? He can't. Oh, he, right. He's got enough movement to get through. I, I did the math before I and before I brought End his up. movement squeezing. Perfect. No, he's going to end it past you. He can move All right. pretty far. All right. You're right to challenge me. Yeah. <laughs> but I got you, buddy. We got that on tape. Yeah. Uh, so it's up to you guys if you'd like to reflex save or, or attack of opportunity. Reflex save. Uh, let's start with the rhino. Uh, the Caroline. Mm-hmm. The rhino. Oh, sweet, sweet Caroline. Caroline. That's a reference to Gypsy, the musical fable. Oh. Um, and Shut up, nerd. She will, <laughs> she will take the attack of opportunity. 
Okay. Uh, Come on. Natu- natural 20. You take it at a minus four. Yes. Uh, that is a 22 to hit. That is a miss. So I'll, I'll tell you what happens after everyone makes their decision. <laughs> uh, Joseph O'Brien with four bears. I'll do, a, I'll do a reflex save. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. Reflex save it is. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on, bears. Natural two. Oh, no. God damn it. Oh. And Grant, you want to do a reflex save too? Uh, just quick question. Is it a ability God. that detect lies or force the truth? No. Just double checking. I don't understand uh, the question. So I I won't answer. Answer. 23. <laughs> Fail on the reflex save. Oh, oh wow. my god. A couple of things are gonna happen. They're uh, all gonna take uh, some damage. The rhino is gonna take fifteen excuse me, twenty-two points of damage. Okay. Four bears is gonna take twenty-one points of damage. Baron is going to take max oh. twenty-three points of damage. Brutal. And now as it's going through, oh, God. just like that sonic damage that it was doing with its lance, the, the trample as well is so loud, like this guy is infused with the storm, that you feel like you're almost going to be deafened. Everyone roll a fortitude save that was trampled. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, there we go. 19. Natural 20. Ooh, there you go. 29. Fail for Baron. Everyone else is okay. Baron, you are deaf for one minute. Oh, wow. From the thunderous trample. Even worse, this thing is standing right behind you. That's got to be loud, especially to be louder than his gun. It's just fired off. Tramples over all of you, does 60 points of damage plus along the way, and deafens Baron as it ends its movement. Baron's hearing's got to be terrible. By this point, anyway, right from the gun, yeah, just firing <laughs> off a like lifetime black powder of gun. <laughs> for like months, no earplugs, no earplugs. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I uh, was able to do something. It is uh, moving right along. It is going to be Pembroke and Jambo's turn. So, yeah, Jambo is Jambo. Jambo is going to move through Pembroke Square. Okay. And get right adjacent. So we'll incur uh, an attack of opportunity. Okay. Now, just making sure he's not sharing spaces with... That has him sharing a space with the doula. Yeah, so you got him. Yeah. Oh. And uh, then moving back has him sharing a space with Pembroke. It's that weird thing where they take up yeah. six spaces. I think he's squeezing, Troy. <laughs> he's squeezing. Okay, well... All right. It doesn't matter. Um, so that will that will eventually happen. Uh, that hasn't happened yet. First, right. Uh, and I gotcha. to the southeast of this creature, there is going to appear another old friend, Alan the Ankylosaurus. Oh! oh! There you go. Good and old Alan. He is going to appear right there, right to, to his south. Yeah, there. And he is, is he huge as well? Uh, yes, he is also huge. Can't be, can't be trampled. And he's going to be right, right adjacent to him. Wow, he's really boxed in. Yeah, yeah. If we're trying to get him by boxed two dinosaurs in and a dwarf. Yeah. So <laughs> I wonder who he's going to. Do you want attack. him to be in charging range? Uh, no, he does. He's not going to charge. Okay. Uh, so Pembroke is. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, Pembroke is. Pembroke's going to move away. Okay. Uh, and that, I think that's a charge. I think that could, that's a charge from 
uh, Jambo. I think so too. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that is. Oh, you know what? Oh, I forgot to take an attack of opportunity from from Caroline. Not from not from Caroline. From Norm, the other woolly rhinoceros. Oh, absolutely. Away, oh, that's get, true. He would have gotten one, not at the minus four. Okay, yeah, you can get that, and then uh, let's get do his. Come on, Matthew. Uh, that should hit. That's a thirty-one. That is a hit. Oh man, nice rolling, dude. Twenty-six points of damage. Twenty-six oh, points of damage. Yes. Doggy! This guy's taking a lot of hits. Yeah, yeah. He's still uh, going. It is uh, your, your uh, dinosaur there, Jambo. Okay, so Jambo... Though he is shaken, uh, he still charges at him. And with the minus two to hit, uh, that, is, he rolled a, that is a 32 to That's hit. That's a hit. Okay. And for damage... Uh, he does... 53 points of damage. Oh, he, he smites evil. He smites evil. Okay. As a swift action. Vroom! As a celestial being. And does 53 points of damage with the smite. Oh, my God. Uh, Alan the Ankylosaurus also smites evil. Okay. Uh, and he swings at the creature with his tail. Okay. Uh, that is... Uh, that's a 32 to hit. That's a hit. Okay. And... That... Okay, that is going to be thirty-four. Another thirty-four points of damage, and make a fortitude save. I won't need to, because Pembroke wins the day. Yeah. Oh my God, Pembroke! Thank you so much. Oh my God, Grant is yeah. shaking, dude. Oh, Baron oh is God. literally five feet away from this thing. Oh, it would have been wow. impossible for him to do anything with how many hit points? Eleven. Oh, oh wow. You almost had him, buddy. Eleven. You got wow. so close. When it came around to Baron's turn, if you move, it attacks. If you take a shot, it attacks. It no, I'm, I'm right next to it. It can't attack me from that range. Yeah, you could have, That's like... Uh, it you, can do uh, slam attacks and stuff. Uh, okay. oh, there was only one thing shit. for Baron to do. Pocket dimension. That was my next thing. It was the only option. Uh, but this guy is... Gone. Oh, wow. I mean, oh. you guys with the summon creatures, so awesome. My we, God. I feel like we've, we, this is a strategy we haven't really taken very often. We've done like one summon creature, maybe two, but the kind of like surround that flooding the battlefield. Yeah. That's My, something that I used to do like in Baldur's Gate. It was just like fill the battlefield with summon. With something <laughs> yeah. like with something like this that can, can that has this big open space and can charge and do all kinds of crazy damage. The yeah. only way to beat it is to oh. contain it. Yeah, not by you. Not right. with no, you. no, no. Yeah, so wall it in. Just like give it like a flesh wall to like have to pound through. My only other twelfth level character only survived at high levels because I had casters summoning around him all the time. Yeah, yeah. the casters are vital. Having a summoner is uh, pretty huge. It does slow down combat though. Hey, you know what though? You got to do what you got to do. Without a summoner, that was just four on one. Holy, it's a lot easier shit. when it's seven on one. Yes, uh, but even I, that, I mean, these summons also do massive damage. I would go as far to say that Feyraza could have easily saved your life, four bears, because had she not put a rhino there, it was going to be three straight up attacks on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At uh, pretty hard. That's why I love these summons, man. Just like I love, but your summons like a. 
uh, 20 episodes ago weren't hitting most of the time and they were dying really quickly. Your summon against the Wicker Man was awesome. That little devil that kept on hitting. But like, that yeah. that I felt like summons great. for a long time well, that's because, weren't doing anything. Well, it's because on your level up, you took Augment Summoning, didn't you? You didn't have yeah. it before, right? I think I forgot that I had, because I had it a lot oh, okay. originally, but I forgot that I had it. And the other thing um, that I forgot about was that somebody like pointed this, a couple of pointed this out, is that with the Celestial Template, they get DR, they get Energy Resistance, and they get Smite Evil. Wow. So that's, that's a, yeah, that's very helpful. Yeah, and I mean, I try to play both sides of the fence. Like, I'll attack the creature here and there, but if I feel like it's too much, I'm just going to go after the heroes and let you do your damage. Let you do your damage against me. That's, it's, it's tough. You want to be fair to the summoned creatures, otherwise, what's the point? Um, but, you, you know, it's, it's a tough balance. Uh, this is more of a cannon fodder topic, but uh, I think we've... Uh, had a fun balance with it. Uh, that thing that I cast on you right at the beginning of last week's episode, Grant, and you rolled at a minus two, because you told it its name is why it got a minus my two. Yeah, because you told it your name. Call me by my name. Yes, call by me your by name. my name. I forget. Uh, say my name, say my name. If you failed that save, you would have been staggered for 1d6 rounds right out of the gate. Wow. Just for shits and giggles, that would have been four rounds. Ooh. You know, So none of those multi-attacks. You've got to do a standard action or a move action. And if that thing gets right up in your business, you're probably going to take the move actions. Anyways. We're still shaking, even when the combat's over. 26 rounds? Right. It's just still, you're like, just from seeing it, you're still, as the battle's over, you're still taking it. And Baron spits blood at the creature and then takes a step to his right to avoid the bullet falling on his head. <laughs> but he gets out of that square. Uh, yeah, good memory. Uh, for the next his tw- own bullet, just kills him. <laughs> In addition to uh, being staggered for one d six rounds for the next twenty four hours, all critical th- threats against you are automatically confirmed. Damn, all oh, that would have wow. been brutal. All critical. And this wow. is a guy with a keen weapon. Finally, and this one's my favorite: the victim automatically fails all Constitution checks to stabilize while dying. Oh wow. man, that's so bad. And that was like a DC twenty five demand. Save. That sounds yeah, DC twenty four. Close. I but demand I you die. Get, I gotta get Paizo props for following through on this Ergothoa stuff. Great job. So, yeah, this thing had some badass stuff, and I, I was I was actually able to use a lot more than I normally get to use in these combats. But uh, good job. You are now in this giant great hall. Hey, Rosie, you got uh, dark vision? Yes, I do. All right, let me show you a little bit more of the room, or how about all of it? Okay. All right. Pembroke already saw through his arcane eye that the room ends. You see big double doors at the end. That's me signaling to everybody that I found the end of the room. You also see a set of double doors to the left, a single door to the right, also known as the east. And then don't forget, when you first came in, past those guards' quarters, there was another set of double doors way down the bottom to the west. You mean, oh, oh, they're double doors. Yeah. So, set of double doors to the southwest, set of double doors to the northwest, set of double doors to the north, single door to the northeast. Look at the size of this room. Um, oh, it's enormous. We probably need to do some healing on Mr. Bear Bear, right? Yeah, he needs as much healing as he can get. I just, I just did some healing on myself, Fay Raza, but I'm still down. Four bears. Uh, is, is the, uh, well, you were the one who brought the... The room is 135 feet long. <laughs> one room. Wow. We also wide. have to search the body of this thing. This, oh, that, yeah. That, that yeah. lance is probably... And 75 feet wide. Detect magic. 
Oh yeah, there's some magic on this guy. Oh, oh yeah, it's Barry oh, yeah. Manilow. It's Barry Manilow. I've already told you that he had a keen lance. It is a plus one keen lance. Obviously, giant sized. But if we ever get Sir Will back, I was just thinking that. <laughs> oh the forge my God! If it. we could resize, resize that, it at the forge. A plus one keen lance. Sounds like Lance Armstrong. Has Sir Will been juicing? We have to keep it. <laughs> no, we're selling it immediately. Pembroke, Pembroke just breaks it over his leg. Yeah, <laughs> like King Solomon. It is worth a lot of money. Um, it's weird. It says in his gear just a plus one lance. So I just want to make sure the keen isn't coming from a feet. It might just be a plus one lance. I'll have to look that up. I, I'm sh- it must. There's no feet that adds gear keen says to weapons. plus one lance. I'm sure it's just a plus one lance. Uh, it must be a spell that he did or an oil. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Um, look in the tactics. I'll, I'll find it in a second, but for now, plus one lance. Uh, a plus three chain shirt, also giant size. Ooh. Whoa. Whoa. That's a nice, that's a nice chain shirt. Uh, also has a magical belt. Ooh. Oh, here we go again with the belts. Uh, I'm going to do a spellcraft on that belt. Do that spell trick. <laughs> uh, 22. 22. It is known as a belt of thunderous charging. Ooh. Mm. It's Sir Will, isn't there? Oh, what yeah. the hell, man? <laughs> I know. This is Sir Will's jam. Oddly enough, an engraving of a charging rhinoceros. Oh, hey. Are you <laughs> this thick leather belt. Oh, my God. This belt grants its wearer a plus two enhancement bonus to strength. Temporary for the first 24 hours. The belt magnifies the wearer's momentum whenever she charges, granting her a plus two bonus on bull rush and overrun maneuvers. Furthermore... When the wearer makes a charge attack, her melee weapons and natural weapons deal damage as if they were one size category larger than they actually oh, wow. are. Oh, That's cool. I can't wait to sell that. And I can't believe that they... <laughs> God damn it, Grant. I can't believe that they engraved a moo cow on the front of that belt. <laughs> it's a big old cow. You gotta keep hope alive for Sir Will. Just, Chris, just because you're be the only one that doesn't now. play multiple characters in this campaign. Doesn't mean you just sell everything off. <laughs> so his normal attack is whatever for 2d6 plus uh, 22. But with the charge, uh, with the, with the, on a charge, it becomes 4d8 plus 22. Oh, man. Brutal. Because you get double damage from, from his charge as well. And then power attack is 4d8 plus 46. It's a times three crit. If it was a crit, it would have been 12d6 plus 130-something uh, yeah. damage. So, so, <laughs> so what do you think? Plus 1d6 Sonic. What do you think? So, yeah, if you charge at somebody and confirm the crit, well, no, yeah, you basically don't even have to roll. You do have to roll. Yeah. But it's a guaranteed, all but guaranteed permadeath. What do you think, though, about the tactics about hiding behind the columns and the pillars to avoid the charges? Do you think that's bottle cap worthy? Uh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yep. There were tactics there for the, the pillars. I just decided not to use them. But uh, What were no, the was, tactics you decided smart. not to use? He can shatter the pillars. I know. I was going to say. Oh, it's that's like, baller. It's like Ornstein and Smog and Dark Souls. Yeah, it's like they just yes, come at the exactly. pillars like, boom, and then offer no cover. Uh, it gone. is not a keen lance, by the way, I found out. Oh. It was an ability he had. Oh, he though. had improved critical. Uh, no, he... Uh, 
Troy doesn't know how to read. He has this thing called Stormlance. He, uh, when he wields a weapon, it does the D- extra D6 of sonics damage and gains the keen weapon special wow. ability. Oh, cool. Um, cool. All right, so this thing's worthless. <laughs> that was pretty cool, Lance. Yeah. Plus one Lance. <laughs> Plus one Lance. Plus one Lance yeah. and a belt of thunderous charging. Awesome. By the way, uh, I just, I remembered, I was thinking, because I mentioned something about Baron jumping on the back of Jambo, the Triceratops, and it brought up an image in my head and it, uh, of uh, the old TSR D&D battle system box set. It was like it was a system... Uh, the old TSR system for managing giant uh, large scale battles and the f- cover like featured a guy like a, a dwarf barbarian riding a uh, bar- uh, triceratops oh. <laughs> I just, I'll show you guys the, 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 the picture now. Ooh, wow that's cool yeah, so cool that, that image just like popped in my head like, <laughs> that's weird. awesome about, yeah. uh, you've cleared out this room obviously as far as you can tell and there are Three sets of double doors, one set of single doors, uh, one set of single door, and then uh, obviously you already checked out the guard quarters. What do you guys want to do? Four bears is like, Baron, come here. You very hurt. And uh, he's going to pull out his wand of cure light wounds and just go nuts uh, on Baron. He's also going to heal himself up too. And um, we actually did it off air and he is... We use the entire wand. Why do we use the whole wand, Joe? Because he wanted to save spells uh, that recharge every When I was healing forebears, I roll out of ten rolls. I roll out of nine rolls. I'm sorry. I rolled five of them were ones. We were rolling what? D4s or D2s? D8s. Oh. (laughs) It was ridiculous. So anyway, uh, we used 19 charges on the wand, and it is spent. Our wand of cure light wounds is gone. I, we have another I have, one. I have one. I think but, you guys have a cleric. But we're full. <laughs> we're full on HP and ready to move forward. All right. Which way do you want to go, for bears? I want to go to the west. Are there any secret doors? Allow me to do a stone cutting check. <laughs> Why are you talking this ridiculous? Why are you don't talking know me? <laughs> I'm making fun of my accent. <laughs> I, I'm so this is how I always talk. <laughs> All right. So if it is stone cutting, <laughs> my total check is a 41. Okay. 39 without. So you want to take some time and really pour over this room. If I did a natural 20. Yeah. Okay. So maybe take 20 minutes. Look around. (laughs) Well, don't do that. No, I rolled an 18 on the die. Yeah, you rolled rolled an 18 on the die. I'm happy to take the 39 total. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just asking, like, are you just looking in one portion? Of the room? Where are you looking? Uh, oh, that's a good okay, question. So then, then we'll take twenty. We'll take thirty-nine on the whole seventy-five by one hundred thirty-foot room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you find like six secret doors. No. <laughs> uh, no. So, what did you decide? I'll, we'll take the twenty, I guess. Okay, it's a big room, and you feel pretty confident there are no secret right. doors. Oh, great. So the arcane eye uh, ex- expires, and the uh, my mirror image expires. Yeah. Oh shit. I mean, and my then stone skin expires. There was one. Oh, Damn it, Bear Bear. Oh, wait. Blame it on Matthew. He brought it up. <laughs> I didn't suggest taking 20. I should have. Well, then Troy was an asshole, so blame Troy. <laughs> My job to present you with all the options. Uh, or just the most convenient one for you. So I'm going to roll a, I'm gonna roll a knowledge to engineering. Okay. Shit. Natural 20. There it is. There you go. So I'm going to use that to allow me to metagame and say that the easternmost door is closest to where we fought that scully dra- uh, scully creature. What is it? The Neo... 
Necrocraft. Necrocraft. Yes. Sorry. Uh, it was actually called uh, a, the Balemorn. Okay, the Balemorn. Balemorn. So I'm going to see the door leading to the space adjacent to the Balemorn and suggest to the group that we open that door because that'll eliminate one more room. Opening the door to the northeast. There's yep. only one door to the east. There are two sets of doors to the west, one on the south, one on the north westerly wall and then doors leading up to the north. Baron is suggesting based on his uh, natural 20 dungeoneering that you might be able to clear out a portion of the dungeon by checking out the door to the east. Your thoughts? Go for it. Let's do it. Baron has never led us astray. Baron, feeling his recent wounds, will look up at four bears in the eye and nod at him and then will gingerly walk over to that door and do a perception check for traps! Okay, 32. Appears to be okay. Trap-wise. Um, oh. <laughs> what you got, Joe? He cracked. He had a cracked die, but it was, on, it was halfway on a 20. <laughs> it was more than halfway on a 20. <laughs> <laughs> and then I rolled a natural 2. On <laughs> Baron is going to Damn. attempt to stealthily open that door. All right. Uh, 29. It's almost as if when Troy does these rolls, he points the microphone at his 18 people? He's going to throw the pan. <laughs> uh, all right, you open the door. Uh-huh. All of your party members are hundreds of feet away from you. <laughs> Hold on. On the I, map. I'm not even near <laughs> the door. Actually, Four Bears is the only one actually. I'm the only one at the door. <laughs> That's my space, Four Bears. I'd like you to join me here, Fair since Rocky. you are, after all, doing perceptions on this door. <laughs> Faye Raza, you're still an eagle? Still an eagle. Okay. Eagle scout? Like an nope, eagle. just an eagle. All right, Baron, you open the door. Uh-huh. And you find a surprisingly small chamber in comparison. Actually, based on my engineering, it's exactly how small I thought it would be. Ah. It's not surprisingly at all. I'm saying it's small in comparison to the rooms you've been in so far. All right, far. so use your yeah, words more carefully. Well, you I mean, that was off. the most obnoxious, nerdy <laughs> pathfinder <laughs> comment. I've, uh, actually, well, uh, according actually, to my Dungeoneering, it was exactly as <laughs> the size I knew it would be. I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on what I was putting down. Uh, <laughs> you are such a loser. <laughs> I'm so mad at this is a PFS. Oh my god. Strangers, like I'd be so bad right like, now. That's the guy. That's the guy. Like, this is the guy who tells story. You're like you were telling a story earlier about one of your early sessions. Like it's like just like that, man. Like this fucking guy. <laughs> er, Things my calculations. That's exactly the size of the room I thought it would be. Dungeoneer. Like, like, like the most unnecessary correction ever. That <laughs> is the hallmark. We've of all rando people players. Like this. Yeah. We've all played people like this. I'm sorry, Troy. I appreciate you spending all the time preparing this dungeon and making this game experience for me, but your words are just wrong. Yeah. Listen, if you listen back to the tape, I literally said in comparison, and he cut me off. No, you said surprisingly. You said surprisingly. Com- Nothing want, is surprising. I want you to listen to this episode when it comes out, and I'm editing it. But it says in comparison. He's going to take out surprisingly. He's going to take out surprisingly. Surprisingly, you can't take a surprise. 
And you went in with your nerdy comment. No, no, no. I, I came in when you said, surprisingly, I'm going to give you smaller. some flavor text. Yeah. Oh, okay. good. How surprisingly <laughs> small this room is. Wait, can I make fun of Grant a little longer? Please. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I'll allow it. Somebody mute Grant's mic. Uh, Matthew, go on. It's, it's like the Patton Oswalt joke where he, where he the story of him taking a, a, it was physics for poets in the college. The Crimson Eye of Cannabis? <laughs> yeah, where, where he's like, there's a test question where the professor like threw them a bone and it's like, uh, it's like uh, the Starship Enterprise is something something and there's a Klingon warship going this way and uh, and Mr. Sulu fires the phasers and apparently and this like the way my friends told the stories I like stormed off in a huff and, and said had some words with the professor and left the room and the professor said I've just been informed that apparently it is Chekhov who fires the phasers <laughs> <laughs> well actually actually Matthew actually Matthew you're misremembering the bit he remembers seeing a, a fellow student walk up to the teacher and very angrily and very quietly say something very specifically and very pointedly at the professor for a long time but it's him and then the professor walks up and says well actually Chekhov fired the phasers that's exactly the story I told no it's not <laughs> just in the same way that Troy fucked up earlier. You are on a roll, Grant. Grant, I'd say you're over three, and you've only said two bad things. <laughs> <laughs> but you open this door. <laughs> what do we see? And you see a surprisingly small room. Surprisingly small. The room being surprisingly small. First of all, like, whoa. Four Bears is shocked <laughs> yeah. at the size of this yeah. room. I cannot he thought, it, he thought it would be way, way bigger. Everybody Pembroke roll too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I'm staggered by how small. <laughs> Make for an engineering check. He doesn't. He, he didn't have any expectations to how big this room would be. I'm He's shocked. I'm frightened. You're I am just like yeah. crippled, yeah. Yeah. nauseated. <laughs> this is a, love, a Lovecraftian level of horror at how small this room is. Like, I can't. My mind can't. can't no. comprehend. Oh. Oh. Can't, oh. oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> It's only 30 feet wide. No! No! I'm going mad. I'm going mad. You're having a worse reaction to this than the room full of dead, dismembered bodies. It's like the final scene in Troll when he realizes his family is all eaten. No! <laughs> and then we look over at Baron, who's just like Burgess Meredith at the end of that Twilight Zone episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like quietly <laughs> sobbing, tears rolling down his face. Broken glasses. I told you the banter would be coming. Uh, we'll do, do it on the back end. Yeah. <laughs> back end banter. They'll never know. Nothing like that. Hey, all those guys on Reddit for the first time, they'll be like, finally. They didn't do it. <laughs> Suckers. We got them on the backside. You open the door. And you see a series of low pedestals lining the walls of this room. I'm so surprised. Okay. Oh, they're so low. They're much lower than I expected. Perched atop each of these pedestals is a humanoid skull. Mm-hmm. It also looks like there's a small plaque that's been chiseled in stone beneath, beneath each skull like a memorial. Antiquated, sometimes even broken weapons lean against several of the pedestals. And, Baron, you're right there. You notice that none of the skulls or weapons are giant-sized. And the door you came in is the only door you see. Hmm. Wait. Are are any of the skulls... None of the skulls are giant-sized. None of the skulls are giant-sized? Pitch black in the room? Pitch black in the room, and the weapons leaning against the pillars are also 
uh, regular sized. From where we're standing, can we see if any of the plaques are labeled uh, with the name Abby something? Uh, <laughs> Abby normal. Abby normal. I do not. <laughs> you do not see that. Uh, Four bears would like to walk in. Yeah, Pembroke. Right. I want to walk in. Well, place yourselves on the map if you walk in. I'm just going to walk into the room, and, and I, I guess if the first pedestal to the left, kind of, he wants to take a look at, and because this is fascinating, he wants to know, you know, if these are if these are small folk humanoid warriors, he's very interested in this. Mm-hmm. If these are like good kills or something, um, that they are trophy room trophying, yeah. Uh, are the skulls actually? Do they appear to be human skulls? Detect magic, by the way. Also, like as soon as I get in, mm-hmm. uh, you look at the pillars and forebears you see that the plaques look like they detail names dates and manners of death and it's weird because it doesn't seem like the remains are being honored so much as being immortalized so that those who see it will remember the scorn of defeating these foes and you get that sense from the way the manners of death are described on this first one that you it's come across. It's in giantish. It's it's written. In it's giant-ish. in giantish. Okay. Do you speak? Do you read giantish? I do. And and are you? I'm sorry. Are you saying that uh, the way that the details are written, it says like like how much the giants lost in me, doing this? Let me read you the first, okay. the one that you look at here. It says Kragen Thornsfield, the dwarf. Murdered seven skier carlings with his now splintered toy axe. Oh, toy axe. Before being torn limb from limb as his children watched in agony. Their tears making them more tender for the feast. Oh, my God. And they're all each horribly like that if you look down. This is so awesome. It's it's twisted, but it is like that's exactly what you would do to your mortal, mortal enemies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there, so that that's a dwarvish skull that we see. Uh, that one, yeah. Like now that one. you see the name, of course, yeah. as well, you say, "Oh, yeah, definitely a dwarvish skull." Hold oh. it up to Baron. Wow. How many of them are dwarvish? I want to. I'm gonna, I'll walk down. I'll inspect all of them until the trap comes off. That's going to end this episode. All right. So you just walk down. <laughs> you're walking down the left side or the right side. I'm going to walk down the left side. Okay. Um, so you walk down. And I'm detecting magic um, as I go, and I'll stop if I see mm-hmm. a big aura. Well, because of the trap that's going to end the episode, Forbear's going to walk out of the room. Good luck. Yeah, we all slowly leave. A natural <laughs> 20 on engineering. Right, right. <laughs> so we'll leave you alone to contend with the size of the room. <laughs> all, right, so, all right, sorry. Baron Bend starts walking along. Yeah, I'll walk down to the next one where I'm currently on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this dwarf. one looks like a human skull. Okay. I, uh, you know, leave a blessing with a hand, but I don't pick it up. I take yeah. the first and dwarven skull and I put I, it in I my can satchel. Tell you, okay. And I just want to tell you, Pembroke, right when you walked in, detected magic, and you yeah. didn't detect any magic okay. in the room. There's um, no magic here. I'm going to per- perceive for traps haunts. as I walk along. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 35. 35. Doesn't appear to have any traps. All right. Next uh, pedestal. Next pedestal uh, also looks to be humanoid. Definitely not a dwarf. Uh, you obviously don't know if it's a human, uh, but... Quick blessing. We'll let the rest of people deal with it if they want. Mm-hmm. I'm going to step over uh, five feet away, but looking at the main pedestal. This one appears to be a dwarf right at the end. Roll a perception check. Uh, 31. Right as you walk up to it, you definitely notice 
oh, that's a, this is another dwarf. And it's weird because it almost ha- it looks like it has a place of honor in this room, which they're really being dishonored if the first plaque. Yeah, there's, the like, there's three on one side, three on the other. But then this one is like the head of the table. Right, kind of, all yeah. by itself. And right as you get there, you see a glint of light in the eye socket. Oh of the God. skull. Oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, the skull bursts into a corona of blue fire and then animates and speaks. Like, free me! And the skull just kind of floats up ever so gently from its perch, and its jawbone begins moving and speaking to you. And says, Agagrim was my name in life, moans this skull in this sepulchral voice. I and those who fought with me fought the savage giant Huron Springbane, who challenged me to single combat. He says that for a moment. You just get flashes of Lork and the general having single combat. You also picture this dwarf as well. We had nearly defeated the giants, but many of my companions were injured, and so I agreed to face Springbane alone. Again, this is just a skull opening and closing its mouth, surrounded in blue light. I had all but slain the brute when Springbane called to his giants, who leapt to his aid and cut me down before my clan could rally to my rescue. With my murder, the tide of battle turned and Springbane returned to his people to lie about his courage and strength at arms. And then it blazes blue eyes at you and you feel like even the guys in the back room, like it's staring right at you. I charge you. Go north from this monument to ignominy. Then turn East, do not veer west. My killer has been made perversely immortal for his so called courage. Take my axe, see holy an shit. axe laying right next to him, and bring me her in Springbane's head so that I and these others with me might remember justice and find our way peacefully to judgment. If you return, I shall grant you a boon. (laughs) I can do no more. And as the skull finished speaking, the blue light fades out. And it just slowly floats down and returns to its inanimate state as the jawbone just clack, clack, clacks right back into place. (laughs) And right when that happens, all of you feel overcome by a need bordering on obsession to do what this dwarf skull has commanded on you. Like nothing else matters. Clearing out the tomb doesn't matter. Skirkatla defeating her, it's important, but it doesn't seem 
as important as this charge, nothing matters until you take down this false giant hero, Hurin Springbane, who, according to this dwarf, is to the north and to the east. And immortal. <laughs> and... You forgot to mention immortal. Immortal. And Baron looks at Four Bears and says, There is not enough justice in the world for all to eat. But tonight, Agrakim will gorge on the justice we will feed him by defeating Springbane in this place. Yes, we must defeat Springbane before all other missions. Yeah. For everything most important to me, we must defeat him. All fades in importance before this mission. (laughs) All fades. Skirkatla... My family, my children. Who? Meaningless. <laughs> it is only this dwarf's enemy that I must face. I mean, it was a blue skull. What else are we supposed to do? It looked incredibly cool. <laughs> <laughs> he earned it. I don't remember Forbears, but did, I don't know why I'm talking like you either. <laughs> did, we get, did we get a fortitude or a will save against that? No, we just have to... Let's kill the thing. <laughs> no, no save. He just knows how to put on a show. <laughs> what are you all doing in there? <gasps> Faraz was outside the room. <laughs> you stand in my way, I will cut you down. My only mission is to kill this dwarf's killer and oh bring back his head. We will kill Springbane and anyone who stands in our path. He spoke of his axe. Forebears <laughs> walks toward the statue and he wants to look at this axe oh, yes. that he spoke of. Yeah, and and, and uh, Feyraz, even though you're outside the door, you feel like this was happening right inside okay, of your so mind. I'm, I'm yeah, just here. being in that area. Um, it wasn't a cone. What yeah. are you all doing in there? We have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you all feel cemented in the fact that this is now your great quest. So you go to look at the axe. Four bells will grab it. He'll, he'll pick it up. Grab it. And uh, it's a broken masterwork great axe. Mm. 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 That's, all, uh, that's all it looks like. You know, there's railroading, and then there's grand funk railroading, which is what <laughs> Troy is doing right now. Can oh, I do? Uh, can I do? So funky. Can I do a spellcraft on it? Uh, yeah. Uh, twenty-five. Twenty-five. This weapon in its current state is not magical, but you you think if this was some powerful warrior, why would he just have a master or a great axe? Maybe he was that much of a badass. Pembroke's old. He gets that, again, I like to use that word, the lingering auras of magic. Uh, You get the sense that there once was something here, but right now you're not feeling any magic on it. I do have a make whole casting available. Uh, It will take, I think it takes some time. Uh, it will take time. Well, it will I'd, take time. I'd love to stay in this amazingly small room that I'm just surprised by. So, as long as we can stay ten there. minutes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take ten minutes to make hold this weapon. Okay. Um, and I'll spend a resolve point to get my stamina back. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh, your your laser cannon would be very very nice to have right now. By yeah. the way, <laughs> it's useless in Joe's hands. <laughs> I've had a couple good shots. You watch your mouth when it's supercharged. <laughs> no. You watch your mouth. Um, you make hole, and it is a masterwork great axe. 
you feel as if it has a greater importance, but right now it's just a master of great axe, and he's mm-hmm. charged you to take it and defeat her and Springbane with it. Uh, this is a mundane axe of fine make, but nothing more. I feel I've wasted one of my lower-level spells on, on its restoration. No, Premberg, you haven't. In the same way that Forebears feels the power of his ancestors surging through his blood and through his magic, I can feel through whatever faint and distant relationship I have to this dwarf the power of my own bloodline. And though it has not unveiled its purpose, I believe that if the mighty Shoanti warrior Forebears holds this in the battle to come, that its dormant purpose will awaken. Forebears, will you at least sheath this axe by your side to see how it reacts in the battle to come? I will, though I do not wish to risk any of our lives stupidly. I will hold it and see if it speaks to me. Perhaps, as you said, the ancestors of this dwarf, or the dwarf himself, still have some connection to the blade. This could be the moment where the two forks in the road meet, and the great lineage of giant killers from the great sky citadels of the dwarves and the vast plains of the Shawanti finally meet in a middle ground to end their tyranny forever. Yes, you are the first dwarf I've met who's been tolerable. I feel that... Perhaps we can unite the clans mm. against this awful threat. But I know the most important thing is finding this. What's his name again? I already forgot. Huron Springsbane. This Huron Springsbane and Hur- bringing him to justice. Huron? Sorry, H U R A N. It's like H H U R R A N. Oh, wow. Okay. Huron. Springsbane. Bring him to justice. Are you done dilly-dallying in there? It we is have, not dilly-dallying. We have, a, we have an immortal giant to find and kill. Yes, yes we do. Yes, we should go. I wonder if perhaps killing him will bring this, will bring the dead to our side against this awful undead threat. Um... Jeez, man. Here's the thing. Metagaming. I've come across stuff like this before in games. And my players have pretty much always ignored it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like when you're told that you you didn't have a will save, but you're intensely compelled to do something. There are Mm -hmm. some creatures that can do that. There are some abilities that can do that. And and I've had people just mostly find reasons why they they shrug it off mm-hmm. um, and a lot you know sometimes it's good role playing and sometimes it's just not um, but I don't know like I to me it's like you tell me that I'm gonna buy it like I'm not gonna fight you on it sure 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 what I'll tell you I need is to know like really what this. is the intensity you do whatever of you want I mean there is obviously some compulsion happening here there was no save um, but like you're not going to jump off a cliff if you see the the giant you have to kill on the other side. No, no, no. I mean, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, is it reasonable to think that we would leave this tomb and pursue this guy? Like, stop the the fight for Skirkotla and pursue this guy. Well, Well, I I love the idea that... He's saying it's in the tomb. 
You go oh, not east, you go west. A, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Like I thought it was like north, leaving the mountain. Go north, go east, do not go what west. He actually oh, told us, okay. What he actually cool. told us is that we could get a boon by defeating this person, or we could avoid them and hope that we rolled our dice that way. Gotcha. And I love the idea that we as players could feel this bloodlust in that room. Yeah. And then decide how much it swayed us as we leave. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I 100% want to do it. I just... Did, I thought that it was like leave the mountain and go to a different like settlement or something. No. Okay, good. Because I was like, that's a really wild so, twist. Agrakim <laughs> said, do not go east, go west, or do not go west, go east. Do, do not, not go, go west. west. Go north to Ignonomy. Okay. And, and then east. Do not veer west. North and then uh-uh. east to get to that uh, Springsbane. Springbane. Yes, Spring. the guy who's impossible to kill. Hmm. <laughs> do you guys not, want to do it? He's not necessarily impossible to kill. He's just immortal. Yeah. Like, meaning that... The undead. Or, that, yeah, yeah, can't die of old age. You know. Good call. Good call. Though, so, though I feel perhaps we are not best outfitted to defeat this enemy. If he took out all these great warriors, we should be at the top of our game. He is mighty indeed. But... We are, our task is appointed for us. Is there no time to waste? Or do we have time to waste? None. <laughs> Can, okay. No. <laughs> no. None. Time to lose. Time. <laughs> time to lose. That's our new motto. I, <laughs> I trust in the wisdom of Pembroke to pull us out of the battle like wheat from chaff. If yes. things go too far, yes, things perhaps. truly are b- beyond our capabilities. I can, I can take us to safety if we can all gather together. Yes, yeah, so we must try at least to stay close, and then it might even give us a look at this creature to help us in a battle to come. Indeed, if we must to teleport out. Yes, I like this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. I'm going to knock on this door. No, I'm not going to knock. No. All right, so you come back uh, yeah, out. Four bears will go to the north, because he said go north and east. Mm-hmm. The, our only path there is to the north, right? Yeah. Now. there are t- Obviously, we, we mentioned there's two passageways to the west, one to the southwest, one to the northwest, but there's only one set of doors going north. So uh looks like uh, Baron and four bears are at those doors. What do you do? Uh, are they they're big stone doors again? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, just perception for for traps. Um, that is a, a thirty-two. We haven't come across a single trap. Well, the, the, the floor trap, the wind trap uh, that almost killed ice us cage. All. Yeah, do you remember that? That was a good trap. That was a good trap. <laughs> like, I forgot that trap. It's like how you forgot about us running away from the Baraloo before, and then claiming that it was our first time running away from Barreto. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> that was very pedantic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shallow and pedantic. Uh, uh, all right, so yeah, it looks Baron. okay. Try to open this door quietly. I'll stealth it. Stealth it. 29. 29, eh? He makes no sound. Four bears is like, you're doing so well. <laughs> you open the door, oh. and you see a surprisingly... <laughs> L-shaped room. Oh my god. That is like an antechamber. It appears to be empty with another set of double doors offset to the north, but like 
You got to turn to the west to get. Yeah, you got to turn to the but west, facing to get there. north. I'm going to go east and look along that doorway for secret doors. That uh, wall. So you walk yeah. to the east. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, move your character. Okay, I'm going to keep that roll because it was a sweet. Wouldn't have kept it otherwise. Nope, nope. He would have re-rolled it. <laughs> this is a classic Grant Moon. I'll be like, everybody roll a will save. I'll hear his dice go, and then we'll start talking. And I'll, then you'll, I'll see him not like the roll. He'll kind of hold on to it. And he'll be like, will save? This is absolute, <laughs> this is, this is absolute slander. <laughs> it's libel. Uh, oh, libel spoken, slander <laughs> What did no. you roll for this? Well, I think I had it right. I, I think you're, it right. I, you're wrong. I yeah. just wanted to say no, libel. You're, you're right. Uh, it's much, much funnier to say that. <laughs> it is a 32-34 if it's stone cunning. It is stone, and it is cunning. Mm. It dodges out of your way. <laughs> I thought there was a secret door. Uh, no, it, it, it doesn't look like there is. There's a pillar there, um, a, a similar column to the, the column that you saw, all the columns in the Great Hall, and there's another one to the west, but you don't see anything secret door-wise. Four right. Bears is going to walk behind Baron and continue to the west. He's going to do a perception uh, on the floor as he walks. Yeah, Pembroke uh, will also... Uh, 28, 27. 27. Everything's okay. Uh, he'll continue moving up to the other double door mm-hmm. that is also facing north. Yeah. Just offset. Baron. Go come north to Ignanami. Baron's going to just quickly east. go around that pillar in the corner. Do okay. not go west. Do not seek the treasure. 29. 29 for 31. four bears. Well. Yeah, I mean, you're looking. If there is something there, it's, it's right. really well. So I'm going to look at the door now. Okay. Oh, uh, 34. For traps? Yep. Doesn't appear to be trapped. Uh, listing on the other side, it's if you want that to be separate. too open. 25 listing on the 25. Side. Again, these are stone doors. You're not really Stealth. hearing anything in there. Yes! <laughs> 30. 30. Okay. You stealthily open the door. Into another large. Oh, it's so big! I'm surprised. Large chamber. Whoa! Oh, what the fuck? Oh my gee! You see ahead of you. Wasn't so stealthy. The floor of this spacious chamber is tiled in black stone. Uh oh. With a large sunken area in the middle. There are four columns of white marble, each carved with the faces of giants along its length, standing in the corners of the room, supporting the vaulted ceiling overhead. There are double stone doors set in all but the north wall. And to the west, I'll reveal this on the map, there's a short flight of steps leading up to a raised platform where doors of black stone stand. Wow. In the wall. Wow. Forebears looks at Baron. We must continue east. Can I do a retroactive history check based on what the skull told us? Yeah. What what what, what are you kind of trying to get a hold of? I'm just seeing if there's any like historical context hmm. uh, for what he was telling us. Like if I recognize this event, if there's anything, anything sure. to be left out of it, you know. Uh, that is a 28. 
28. Uh, no, no, you don't. You don't think so. It's certainly not a, a significant historical event. Um, so this is nothing that I I had heard of. Nothing you'd heard of. of no. Okay. Right. Um, it's something that means something to the giants because they uh, they now hold this Springsbane in uh, false rever. Because he came back, he's like, I got him. Single yeah. combat, I killed the dwarf. Yeah, let's put his head on a pedestal. Yeah, Jarek. And I don't know this dwarf's name. Like, I, I yeah, I never, never heard of it. It's not like, uh, ooh, what was the name of uh, Lockmore Edigan, uh, Nargrim Steelhand? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that was a name that you would have heard of. Would have definitely yeah, heard of. Yeah. Not this one. Oh man, but does that mean that, based off of your knowledge, that perhaps he was lying? Should we do a sense motive retroactively against the skull? Uh, can I do that? <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, did not roll well. That is a nine. Yeah, you have no reason to believe that, uh... The skull was lying? The skull was lying, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. No reason to believe that. Combined with my history check. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's just, a. Uh, it wasn't it is nothing that would be written down in the history books which okay. makes it all the more sad yeah. no one no one will ever this is know forgotten this is yeah. forgotten by time maybe if you went back to Yanderhof you'd be able to be like yeah, I, I heard of that guy yeah yeah he was a big yeah, deal find, around these find parts. someone who would be an expert um, the sunken center of the room is two feet lower uh, than the edges all that black is a two foot drop the ceiling in this room Matthew is 30 feet overhead thank you uh, and the platform to the west is actually five feet higher than the main floor. Your your goal is east. I think we want to go east, and I think that uh, all of us would agree uh, to stay on the higher stone and not dip into the lower black stone. So I know we'll have yeah, to do a little five-foot seems... shimmy from this corner to that corner based on where that column is or go around the column. But we want to stay on the higher ground, I think. Farazza will fly... But we'll try to stay above everybody and not go around the, the recess. Well, let me, ask you, let me ask you a question, Troy, because mm-hmm. I think if, if you're, we're going straight by the rules of uh, the Pathfinder game system, it depends on how you call this, this pillar, because like, you can't move around a corner by going corner to corner. You could squeeze through it. You I, just squeeze. I'm just, right. Hold on. I'm just asking, Troy. It's possible that a column is not as much on the corner, and you can go fine. Right, you know right. You know what I mean? I'm just asking you, like, is with, for us to move... I mean, it's a tight squeeze between the two-foot drop-off into the black and the column in the corner. All right. Can we squeeze past that? Out of combat, it's fine. Okay. Um, That's all I wanted to make sure before we started moving that way. Yeah, out of combat. If it was in combat, then yeah, that would be, I would just call that difficult terrain. Okay. Uh, But you can easily walk down and up that two-foot drop without, you know, it's two feet, it's a two-foot drop, like... Like, I, don't, I guess it would be. It's not. We it's could also not just, easy. We could yeah, do it. it would be. But, but I mean, you can do it. It'd be double a double move to move down or to move up. We'll say. Yeah. Um, we could horizontally leap with but, an but athletic check. But we don't. We're, we're not, not going. We're down. not going down there. That's not our intention. Okay. Yeah. So, but your plan is to move to the east. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Four Bears's plan is to squeeze past the column and head toward the door to the east. Okay. As you squeeze past the column to oh. the door to the east, you all hear a voice. Reaching out in your mind. Whoa. And it's this ethereal, wretched, very sad voice that cries out, Where are my children? Where is she? I await them all eternity. 
And from the back of the room, a creature floats over the black floor directly at you. A dry, hovering corpse chest that's just a prison of jagged ribs within which is trapped a small, tormented, ghostly form, and you don't know if the voice was coming from the ghostly form within its ribs or the face of this creature. I've blown it up for you to see what you'll be fighting. It looks like this. Oh, no. Whoa. And we'll see you next time. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.